Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, July 5th. Republican candidates for president spent the holiday weekend out on the campaign trail, except for the frontrunner, Donald Trump, as this critical phase of the GOP primary gets underway. We've still got at least six months to go before any Republican voter casts their ballot in the 2024 GOP nomination race. But don't let that lull you into thinking that we are not in a critical period in this race right now. First of all, fundraising is hugely important right now because each of these candidates need to demonstrate that they are going to have the resources to go the distance or their money will quickly dry up. So that's first of all. Second of all, we are in a critical window now for making that first debate stage. Now, the Republican National Committee has instituted a whole host of polling rules as well as fundraising rules in terms of grassroots donations that is going to make it very difficult for all 12 of these declared candidates to get on the stage. In fact, that seems to be the design. It appears the RNC is looking to narrow the field right out of the gate. So watch carefully to see what the campaigns are doing to meet both the polling thresholds as well as the grassroots fundraising thresholds. Now, I said at the top that Donald Trump was not out and about on the July 4th campaign trail. You didn't see the former president marching in a parade in New Hampshire or Iowa, as you did with several other candidates. But he did hold a huge rally in the critical state of South Carolina, an early primary state in the process. And his message was quite clear. We will never give in. We will never give up. We will never, ever back down. Together, we will complete the mission. We will win a righteous and magnificent victory on November 5th, 2024. And it's not like Donald Trump is disappearing from the campaign trail for very long. He'll be back in Iowa holding a rally there later this week. As for the others who are trailing behind the former president in the polls at this moment in time, well, we saw Ron DeSantis out on the campaign trail in New Hampshire yesterday. He did hit a couple of parades. And Pence continued his Iowa tour today, part of his 99-county strategy. As you likely know, there are 99 counties in the kickoff state of Iowa. It holds the first nominating contest, the Iowa caucuses. And Pence is committed to reaching voters in every county in the state. He's hoping to rely on the support of his fellow evangelical Christians who make up a huge swath of the Republican caucus-going electorate there. Pence is also putting his experience, his experience as vice president, his experience as governor, as a congressman, front and center in what he is selling to Iowa Republicans. Listen to his appeal in Boone, Iowa, yesterday. I think this is no ordinary time. No time for on-the-job training. You've got to have leadership. Now, on day one, can, can not only win an election, but also assemble a team. But the daily headlines are never far away from the campaign trail. Candidates always get up in the morning, they meet with their staffs, they see what is popping in the news, and therefore what they may get asked about on the campaign trail. Today was no different. 
You may have seen the story that a powdery substance, now confirmed after lab testing to be cocaine, was found in the West Wing of the White House. According to CNN's reporting, the Secret Service found this substance, this cocaine, on Sunday. Now, Pence was asked about it when he appeared on the Hugh Hewitt radio show this morning, and Hewitt sort of posed the question of, what would this story look like if it happened under the Trump-Pence administration? Of course, Pence leaned heavily into the notion that this would be wall-to-wall coverage and made a critique of the liberal mainstream media. Here's how he described the interaction with Hewitt when he was meeting with voters in Lamar's, Iowa. I did Hugh Hewitt's radio show this morning, and he said, if this had happened in your old White House, uh, what do you think the news would be covering today? <laughs> right? I mean, look, they need to get to the bottom of it. It's a very serious matter. As for the White House's part, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said today this is under investigation and lies totally in the purview of the United States Secret Service. Where this was discovered uh, is a heavily traveled area where many White House, uh, West Wing, I should be even more specific, uh, West Wing visitors uh, come through uh, this particular area. I just don't have anything more to share. It is under investigation by the Secret Service. As is the case with July 4th politics, it really is the picture that tells the story. And that was the scenario with Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire yesterday when he was literally carrying his child on his hip. Doesn't get more family-friendly than that in his casual parade-marching clothing on the campaign trail. But of course, DeSantis made use of the attention his presence at a New Hampshire July 4th parade would get and put the sort of generational argument at the very heart of what he was selling to voters. Each generation's got to step up and be a custodian of freedom. Mm-hmm. I think right now is our generation's time to do that because I think freedom's been under assault in this country. Yep. Yes, by the Biden and by the bureaucracy, but also with corporate America, the education system, all of these things. And we need people to stand up and fight back. DeSantis's remarks came a couple days after one of the advisors to the super PAC supporting his candidacy. Steve Cortez, did a Twitter Spaces conversation. And basically, you hear Cortez just stating the obvious here that DeSantis is far behind in the national polls and has a lot of work to do to make up that ground. His name ID has risen a lot, and we know that from our testing and our metrics, but they know very little really about him. I'm of the belief that once we really get his story out there, and thankfully we have the resources to do that, he's campaigning with a just frenetic pace already. So I think once we get that out there, my view is that we're going to to close this gap. I'm of the firm view that it is a two-man race. Cortez noted that he thought the indictments that Donald Trump is now facing have actually helped him in his popularity with the Republican base in this race. And yet we hear from one Republican candidate in the field, Chris Christie, the indictments are the exact reason he believes Republicans should be turning away from Donald Trump, turning the page on Donald Trump. And he made clear today on the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton radio show that he is for anybody but Trump. I think that almost anybody else in the race Um, other than Donald Trump would be somebody that I could vote for and support. Again, running in a party where nearly six in 10 say they're not even going to consider you for president, it does 
continue to befuddle the mind as to how Christie sees a path to success here beyond just being in the media every day hammering away at Donald Trump, what he actually sees as his path to becoming the nominee himself, that is not yet clear in this race. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.